Well, good morning, LifePoint Church. Welcome back to our DriveCast. My name is Brayden Rodriguez, and I am our student and 1825 pastor at our Delaware campus, and so glad to be back with you this week. If you were at Delaware this week, you saw that Rick Morris was teaching on Sunday morning, and Rick taught out of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, just like the rest of our campuses. But uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, I want to hone in on just a few verses Uh, here at the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, starting in verse 9, it says, Besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, weighing in and uh, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. The preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. We know that Solomon is the writer of the Psalms, or a good bit, uh, or excuse me, the Proverbs, a good bit of the Proverbs, and Song of Solomon, obviously this book as well. So he writes a ton of wisdom, and then it goes on to talk about this. And he says, The words of the wise are like goads, and like the nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is weariness of the flesh. And I think if we take a moment and we kind of look at that, right? He says, I'm the preacher. I've set myself to, to teach and to, um, and to, to give you proverbs and wisdom. He said, uh, I sought words of delight. So he says, uprightly, I wrote these words of truth. And right. I think ultimately now that we see this as scripture, canonized scripture, that this is part of God's word. This is the words of truth. Uh, if you flip forward to the new Testament, it talks about, there's no, um, no way that man could essentially write these without the Holy Spirit. And that comes out of uh, one of the letters of Peter. I believe it's second Peter in chapter uh, two. And he's talking about how man, as he wrote scripture is carried along by the Holy Spirit. And if we go look at second Timothy chapter three and verses 16 and 17, it talks about all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching and, uh, correction and, um, training up in righteousness, completing the man of God. And so we see that Solomon has written this down and it, he says uprightly, he wrote words of truth. And ultimately we know it's true because it's God's word. God leads him to write this. And I think, you know, you jump back into to verse 11 in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and then verse 12 as well. You know, he talks about um, these words being wise and these words being fixed. And he says, given by one shepherd. And I think that furthers the point that it's right. God is leading. God is carrying along these, uh, these, these sayings and these writings. He's learned this from God. It's given by one shepherd. And this is a common, um, thing that God has called, uh, all throughout the scriptures. Uh, it's alluded to in the old Testament. Jesus even would say, I am, uh, the good shepherd, uh, ultimately. And he, um, uh, is the one who's going to lead his people, right? God, uh, leaves 99 sheep to go find one sheep. He's a good shepherd. And so then he would go on to say this though. My son, beware of anything beyond these, of making many books, there is no end. And I think that's something that's so true uh, today in our culture, right? He says, beware of some of the other stuff out there. He says, because there are plenty of books, there is no end, right? And if you go to a library, I was just thinking about this the other day, actually, Uh, you go to a library, they don't even have every book ever written. And yet they have thousands upon thousands of books and there is no end and not all books are godly books. And I'm not saying we're not allowed to read godly books, but there is 
this sense of, you know, we should be careful what we read, yes, and intake. But then I think there is this priority of what we should be reading, right? I think there is a priority of what we should be reading. We talk about um, the Bible being God's word, all scripture being breathed out by God. So we look at the Bible. It's not special because it has Holy Bible written on the side. No, it's special because this is the very breath of God. It is God breathed out. And men who wrote this were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It was not of their own um, of their own volition. And so if we are to be careful of what we read and we are to prioritize God's word because it is God's very words to us, then I think that means we need to um, put some things into perspective in our lives and ask ourselves, what well, are we prioritizing God's word? And how can we prioritize God's word? How can we get into God's word daily and hear from him and learn from him? Because if it's God's breath, we should be expectant to know that God's going to speak to us and talk to us. And so I just want to give a couple of practical ways. When I was 17, I remember I was at a summer camp. Uh, I was a student. I was going to be a senior in high school. And the camp pastor said, if you have a problem reading your Bible, uh, why don't you just pick up the one-year Bible and read it? And since then, uh, that's what I've done. I've done the one-year Bible reading plan. I think I've read through it 10 or 11 times at this point. And man, it has been so helpful for my soul. And so maybe you... uh, don't have a reading plan right now and and you want to have one, you've been looking for ways to get started, I would say get a one-year Bible, get on the YouVersion app, find the one-year Bible reading plan and read through it. Start today. It's August the 3rd. Uh, When I'm recording this, it's August the 3rd. So go pick up your Bible today and one-year Bible reading plan start on August 3rd and next year on August 2nd, 365 days from now, you'll have read the entire Bible. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes a day uh, to do the readings and you'll get an Old Testament reading every day, a New Testament reading every day, and a wisdom reading every day, either Psalm or Proverbs. And it has been so helpful for my soul. And there's so many other uh, one-year reading plans like that. You could also pick up the YouVersion Bible app You can set notifications on your phone to read for the day. Maybe pick a book. If you've never read through any of the Bible or you've never read through um, the New Testament or the Old Testament, either start with, you know, if you've never read through the Old Testament, start with Genesis. If you've never read through the New Testament, start with the Gospels. Jesus is always a great place to start. Um, And if you read the New Testament and you know the story of Jesus, it's easier to see Jesus in the Old Testament. Right? It's easier to see, oh, that's what he was talking about when he said X, Y, and C. Right, So if you haven't had any exposure, maybe um, you want to just start with a focused area. I would say start with uh, the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And then finally, I think maybe you're walking through something in your life right now. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you're uh, walking through a job transition. Maybe you're walking through a relationship or anything like that. I would say uh, you can get back on that YouVersion Bible app, you can get on Google, and you can search reading plans um, that are geared towards specific topics, right? So maybe you're struggling again with anxiety, or maybe you're walking into a relationship. You can look up relationship devotional on the YouVersion app or on Google, and it'll give you, you know, (laughs) multiple reading plans for those things, and it helps build that habit. One of the things that I remember hearing growing up was it takes 60 days to build a habit. That's two months. And I know what you're thinking. That sounds like a really long time. But here's the deal. 
how 60 days in the grand scheme of our our eternity our our walk with Jesus is nothing so why not go ahead and dive into building the habit of meeting with God talking with God hearing from God from his word right it's breathed out it says it's good for correction it's good for building up for the training of righteousness that God is going to do something through his word for um, for his sake in our lives and so what is 60 days right learning to enjoy God all of our days should be a priority and we should prioritize that rather than much other things that we read or watch Church, I'm going to pray for us today, and then we will be sent. Father, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you. God, would we read your word daily? God, would we come expectantly to your word every day so that way we might know you better? God, I pray that you would help us build the habit in our life and that we would dive deeper into your presence. Lord, we love you. We give you all glory and honor, for you are the only one worthy. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I would encourage you. To just take a moment, pray and think for a second, and then you are sent.